0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Uncommon Faith. It's your girl, LaFlower B. And rocking it with one of our, she used to be a friend of the show. <laughs> now she's an official co-host of the show, Miss DeAndre. How you doing, boo?
1: Hey. I'm so you excited. Doing?
0: You feeling good?
1: Feeling good, feeling good. Thank you. Uh, so excited to join the Uncommon Faith team. And the best part is it's my sister's. So it makes it even more exciting.
0: Yes. Sip on my lemon one, y'all. I'm trying to get my life right. I'm trying to get my life right. <laughs> well, we're super excited to have you on the show, Dee. Dee. It's been, um, you know, a long time coming, and so I'm just, um, I'm ready to rock and roll tonight. Um, hey guys, if you were tuning in from any of our um, online platforms, whether it's Facebook, um, YouTube, or anything like that, definitely like, share, and um, subscribe to the channel. Um, check us out um, tonight. We're gonna be talking about connections and community. When it comes to to women, and I know Deandra want to pick back up on a little bit of what we ended off with last week, but I know Regina's not here tonight. Gina, we missed you, boo. Miss you. Put some in the comments so we know we know you tuning in and watching. <laughs> Let me share um, share our feed really quick because I want to make sure everybody knows we are here. Um, let's see. We are here. Get a couple shares in there. But if you guys are tuning in, we definitely want it. We know that our show is international, but we definitely want to. um, When you tune in, let us know where you are tuning in from. Because we want to know. We want to know. We want to be all up in your business because y'all enjoy being all up and out. No, just kidding. Just kidding. But guys, Uncommon Faith is definitely a show that is based um you know on principles, mindsets, belief systems, um, to help you live a purpose-driven life, things that we've actually implemented in our lives, things that we've changed, um, things how we've been able to grow and evolve. And so um the first segment of the show is of course I know God is real because and um wanna check in with DeAndra. DeAndra, do you have a uh, I know God is real tonight?
1: Oh my goodness. Um yes i can just say i know god is real real quickly i know he's real just because of we just relocated to atlanta a few months ago and um everything is just falling into place so nicely uh i'm falling in love with georgia more and more the weather is amazing oh my goodness um just everything about it, I love. So um, things have just been progressing so nicely. Um, and you know, uh, God got his hands all in it when it's just so smooth. So I'm grateful and I'm appreciative of all the many things that are are coming. Um, I'm ecstatic, so God is definitely real.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're right. And you know, um, you know, we prophesied a couple months ago, you know, we spoke some things into existence when, you know, we were talking about um thank you Holy Spirit. When we were talking about um when you move God would move just like that, right? And we were talking about how God was pulling some people into different geographical locations and that things are going to be unlocked physically, spiritually, emotionally. and um you know, I know that this past year's been a roller coaster ride for a lot of us, but I know you've been through a roller coaster ride as well. We won't go into too many details. Yeah. but I do believe that some things some of that roller coaster had to happen. Because God already knew that you would be in a new city and a new state. Mm. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely, uh, I received that. And that is definitely to be true. Um, I know I went through a lot. And the fact that this is becoming such an amazing experience slash move, um, I could just know that leading up to it, everything all of the things that I've been through recently, right. you know, heartaches and, you know, just just not feeling like um, things weren't going my way or things were kind of in a downward slope.
0: Right.
1: But um, I'm so appreciative to be going back uphill because we know it's uphill, it's top of the mountain. I've been hiking, y'all, so, you know, I got all these mountain references. I
0: love it. I love <laughs> oh, it. I love it. And here,
1: <laughs> one other thing, real quick. I got um message about representation so your girl might have an agent slash agency really soon so i'm not going to say anymore i'm just going to leave it at that and i'm going to let my real and all my other things work in my favor so i'm really excited about that
0: i love it i love it i love it major kudos and congrats because we know that when when certain doors are closed it's like god is going to open the other doors He's definitely gonna open the doors. And you know, um, my I know God is real because um literally, y'all, lit when I say literally, it's like when you take one step, it's like God will God will do his thing. It's like when you just step out on faith and trust him. So you guys know that um a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, I was talking about what happens when your well runs dry. Like what happens when literally a stream of income just it just you know soaks up you know and it's nothing is coming out of that well um some of you guys know i launched a new business last week and wow in less than a week clients coming out of nowhere um and you know i had the option and that's one this is another reason why we're talking about the power of connections and community tonight right so i had the option of launching this business you know in one area Well, with one with, I would say with one type of certification, but I decided to go with a different type of certification because of who I would be connected to. And just because I went with the connection over, you know, over some over other things, because I was weighing everything out. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to rock with this connection because the power of one. The power of one person within your network, within your organization, within your community can can change the trajectory of a lot of things. And because I made the decision, I partnered with that one person. You know, I, I pretty much in one week, I'm getting ready to, to have um, over 60 percent of my investment back.
1: Wow.
0: In one week of business.
1: That is amazing.
0: It's amazing. Congratulations.
1: Right? Kudos. I mean, You've been blowing my mind, you know. We got a little, a little sis chat, you know. We kind of really um, put our good news in there, you know. It's really hard. We
0: the good, to the, good, the bad, the ugly. You know,
1: well, the good and the bad and everything, but we really put our good news because we know we have like real support behind like those congratulations that's awesome i'm praying for you i'm praying for your success in your endeavors right. uh and so it's just you just gotta find those people who you know is after you tell them that good news they're really rejoicing for you and the flower wow. has had us rejoicing all week y'all um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> her other sister regina she was like i didn't realize she was gonna be moving this quick
1: yes it's amazing it is amazing i can't wait and just your your locks by themselves are gorgeous and so Thanks. that's the selling point right there like you want my you want mine to to flip by by yes go on <laughs> so you know that by itself but giving other people that confidence that beauty just What you've been experiencing, being able to just kind of shake and go, you know, just all the good benefits of it. I'm not ready. But when I get ready, you know, it's already done.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. it. Something else. Something else. And so, that was a great pivot into talking into transitioning to our talk tonight. You know, um, really about the power of connections, the power of community, because I know growing up for me, it was very hard for me to make connections with other people. It was hard for me to to trust. It was hard for me because I always felt like in the relationship that I was the one who was over giving or over committing and the relationship was not reciprocal. Right. I was not even in school, you know, you buy folks birthday gifts for school. You remember their birthday, your birthday show up like, oh, yeah, girl, happy birthday. You know, things like that. And so for me, it was hard. I did not understand the power of connections. And I think that's why my family bond is so strong, because that was the most genuine connection that I've ever had. And so having connections outside of the family, it was always hard because I never felt like in the majority of my relationships, especially with women, that... They was given the same amount into the relationship that I was given. How about you? How did how did your you know adolescent years, teenage years start with uh, when it came to female w- relationships with other women?
1: Um, I think you know, you know, I was definitely the social butterfly. So, um, you know, but heartache came within that too. You know, and being a social butterfly, talking to everyone, you know, giving everybody a piece of you can become so draining. And especially if you don't get it back. And it's not that I got it back all the time. You know, I was just so easy to just maybe shake it off or blow it off or say, hey, you know, maybe next time, da, 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 it's all good so i think that's also is why i've been able to to just cut off so quickly in friendships because i have such a great foundation within my sisters within you and regina because and then it's like i got support i got somebody that's gonna clap for me you know i got somebody that's gonna pray for me for real when i say i really need prayer in this situation can you please please hold me up because We know mm-hmm. when two or three two or more agree, it's all is said and done. So, uh, yeah, got I did it, I talked to everybody, I did it, but I still experienced you know a lot of shadiness and not being up to par with what I was giving out to. So, we were kind of one in the same, we just approached the situation a little
0: right. bit I more full on. I, pro- I approach with caution. But, <laughs> <laughs> like you need homework. Like you need homework done. Like what you want? Like what you doing over here? Because right. we don't walk together like that. But what I realized is that growing up, I didn't, I knew that I was confident. But you know, when I as I've grown and matured in personal development and things like that, I realized one of the things I want to hit on when it comes to connections is worthiness sets the standard of attraction. So whatever your worthy meter is on the inside, that's the type of stuff that you're going to attract. Right. And so I've always been confident in who I am. Right. Like I know who I am. And I think that that worthiness on the inside that I had before I lost my worthiness, because that's a whole nother show. Mm -hmm. It's like I had my worthiness growing up because it was instilled in me who you are, whose you are, you know, you're beautiful. Don't let anybody tell you nothing. You know, all of that from our father, from our mother, it was a great foundation. And so I think that standard of worthiness, it it's an attractor, but it also repels people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It repels people who may be about some nonsense. Yeah. It repels people, you know, who may not mean you no good. Mm-hmm. If they already know, like, flower not going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. That foolery, I'm just not gonna do it. So, what do you think about that? Your worthiness being a standard of attraction?
1: Um, it's key. Like just you exuding and showing you know your worth, you know what you want in return from the people who you associate yourself with, or in a relationship with, or who you who you are under. If it's your pastor, so. So many all relationships, you know, should definitely have that worthy aspect, and you saying, Hey, this is what I'm giving, this is what I want to return. If you can't give it back, it's all good, but I can't stay around.
0: I love it, I love it, I love it. Now, Dee Dee, when we come when it comes to um, that um, those connections when it comes to being adult, because I noticed that you say you cut people off very quick. So do you like have your connections um, in certain uh, categories? Like how long does it take for you to really be able to see if someone is really for you or if they're just here watching the show?
1: Uh Oh, wow, Um, I guess inst- uh, not instantly, over time, people will show you better than they can tell you and it's so true you know people will start to not be available can't make it can't log in you know just can't be supportive or be there for you so um but you know then i feel like it's my aquarius nature that i just cut people off so you know i've I've definitely been able to just just go cold and I guess it's just because I realized, and I feel like it's no need to just keep going further when I've fully accepted that this person not. is not here, especially for good, you know, for what it is that I really want in my presence.
0: Right, right. Or
1: not available.
0: Exactly. And I think that for for me, it was, Again, because I love so hard and, you know, when I make a strong connection with someone, whether, you know, it's romantically or just, you know, in a friendship, because it's like I'm so loyal and that may be the Scorpio in me. Who knows? But if I'm rocking with you, I'm rocking with you. And for me, it takes it takes me a while to to um, even if I, I even if I know that they're good people, it takes me a while to to fully trust. To fully um, to fully bring them into, you know, what I call my inner court, Mm because, you know, um, the king would only in order for you to come into into the king's inner court. You had to be summoned like you just not walking into my inner court, like you just not walking into my personal zone without me inviting you into this inner court. And I think that a lot of us don't have that boundary when it comes to our inner court, especially sometimes with social media and in our personal lives. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think we have to get back to the point where we are evaluating people before we allow them into our inner court, right? Right.
1: Courting, court everyone,
0: you know? Literally, literally.
1: And I didn't do that. I was definitely the person like, hey, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. No matter what, if 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 I know, like you, I, if I've heard that you are just this horrible person, it's a piece of me that feels like my little light is gonna shine so <laughs> that you're gonna come around and be good to me, but you're not, and you know, it's just learning to just, you're right, letting people in that inner court, like courting everyone. That's it, just gotcha. court everybody
0: and and it's hard because you come across being a certain way but what i realized is that if the power of connections is so important but also the detriment of having a bad connection could ruin everything in your life it could it could take down everything that you've built now i'm not saying treat people bad or don't love them but inviting someone into your inner court into your inner space into that part into your inner circle as a lot of people call it as well you have to be mindful of doing that right you got to evaluate people especially this day and age when you got to see are you really rocking with me right you know through the good and the bad because i've been through some Bad times. And I and I felt like I didn't have anybody to call, but my family, because, you know, that I had made um, pseudo connections or pseudo friendships that I thought were friendships, but they weren't friendships. They were they were falsities. Right they were falsities and so we got to evaluate those things right now let's talk about love let's let's pivot this a little bit when it comes to connections because some, I hear a lot of a lot of women a lot of single women um, or just women in general saying that they don't need love um and I'm not talking about like from an intimate standpoint or from a sexual standpoint I'm just saying like love like they don't
1: I, I feel like that's something that they have uh just settled with you know over the time not being healed not being uh tended to properly not uh healing from situations to to build that callus to build up that wall you know so it's like of course you need love Love is so beautiful, support is beautiful. When somebody say, you did the damn thing, like you did that, that feels so good. I don't care what anyone says. And it's like, look for that. It's definitely available, but I just don't agree. I just don't feel like they really truly feel like they don't need love.
0: Right, right. And I think that sometimes, we, you know, we've talked about distractions in the past and, and, you know, how distractions are never going to stop coming, but distractions will, will keep, it will keep you in a place where you're mis- where you don't really do that soul work. Like you said, that healing work, and sometimes your hurt will speak louder than your need. Yes. Right. Your hurt or your your hurt will speak louder than what your what your body needs, what your soul needs, because your hurt is being fed by the distractions. What? For example, you know, when I um you know when in in my first marriage when you know there was infidelity there, um I was hurt. And so I was distracted by being hurt by watching videos, by Going through this, going through this, trying to find evidence over here. It's like I was so distracted. And then I got to a point where, you know, I got so angry and so frustrated. And and I was just like, you know what? Forget love. Forget all of this. Because if this is what comes out of this, right. then I don't want it. Right? But at the same time, I got to go back and talk and evaluate myself. And remember what I said earlier: worthiness sets the sets the standard of attraction. So at some point before I entered that marriage, I lost a sense of my worthiness, right. which allowed me to be connected with someone who would do that to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you think are some things that, as we go through um, transition into our adulthood, what are some things that impact our worthiness that cause us to to lose a sense of worthiness?
1: Um. God, so many things. Um, relationships of all sorts, of course. Stuff that kind of aims towards your just your your pride and your uh how how you feel your self-confidence. Right. So you, know, you just um uh co-workers. I mean so many things, even going into my own personal, even being a teen mom, even Getting Even having a child my 12th grade year and, like, just going into adulthood with a baby already, come on, you know? So right. society already told me, hey, you're going to fail, you know? It's not right. too much that you're going to be able to accomplish, so you should feel really, really low. So, you know, just kind of learning how to... uh get through those things and remember your worthiness, remember things happen for a reason. Just knowing that the intent had been pure the entire time. And just knowing that through throughout all of that, um I could still have a good life. So just being young and it's so many different things that can kind of that can kind of get to you. But I feel like remembering who you are and what it is that your your goals are will kind of help you through any situations because it's so many
0: and so many things that will, um, like you said, that'll pull you away, you know, from or that just slowly make um, make a make withdrawals from your sense of worthiness instead of making deposits and building you up. Those things will just slowly chip away at you, like you said, even coworkers. It's like how many times will we find ourselves comparing ourselves to our co-workers or oh, listening to, you know, the uh, the the water cooler talk or, you know, just different things. It's like so many things that can chip away at your worthiness. And that's, again, why we're talking about the power of connections tonight, because if you have the right people in your circle, if you have the right people in your inner court, nothing will be able to chip away at your worthiness because those people. Um, are are validating you when you need it now i know some of us say i don't need validation i know who i am but we all know we've been through a situation or two where we question our worthiness like we felt like when 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 i when there was infidelity in my first marriage i was like all of my worthiness, I'm like, who am I? I'm like, am I not beautiful enough? Did I not give him everything that he needed? Did I not support him? You know, am I not worthy of being a wife? It's like all of those things, you know, ran through my ran through my mind and it chipped away And I was and then I went back to the mindset. See, that's why I never said I was gonna get married in the first place. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go through this. So Mm -hmm. let me go out here and do what I do. And I did some things that I wasn't proud of, but I did it from a sense of unworthiness. Right. I put in the chat if you've ever felt that unworthiness, if you've ever gone through something that has made a withdrawal from your from your um, you know, from your inner person, from your worthy bank. Hey Bridget, thanks for tuning in, honey. We got Shawtown in the building. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. But that worthiness—it's—it's it's just, oh my gosh, it just does something. It does something. And so, because I was in that situation, and you know, went through that divorce, and my worthiness standard got adjusted, I started attracting some things that uh that I'm not proud of. But I had to go through that in order to find to find my way. And now i understand um you know the power of healthy connection of healthy connection right now i know last week we talked we touched on marriage we touched on relationships a little bit um you know but that the power of connection when it comes to romantic love it's such a beautiful thing it's such a beautiful thing and you know we talk about like we said We have, there's women that say, or men that say, hey, I don't need love. I don't want to be married, right? But we know, Didi in Ecclesiastes 4 and 9, you know, the word tells us that two is better than one. Yes. Right? Right? And then there is a statistic that says, y'all, wait, watch this, y'all. It says statistics prove that people in committed, long-term romantic relationships are emotionally happier and healthier than their single counterparts. Mm. What do you think about that, Deandra?
1: Um, You know, I, I, I could see how, you know, of course, we're all human. We go through things. When you're married, you go through things, you know, that take like, your emotions all over the place. It's all a roller coaster. Right. But I would say being single, nine times out of 10, you're dealing with multiple people who you're not in a fully committed relationship, but you have ties to. And I can imagine how stressful it could be, just taking on those different partners, just even taking on um, being alone. You know, uh, loneliness is, it's not easy. No one wants to feel lonely. I know everyone probably all has a sense of feeling alone, having a sense of being alone. So. all those things, I feel like, is why that statistic is so true.
0: It is. I, and I believe it. Like Just from a, a woman's perspective, um, a married woman's perspective, it's being married to the right person. I'll I stress this all day long. Being married to the right person, it, it gives you more freedom. I've had more freedom being married to the right person, more peace being married to the right person. And again, we have our ups and downs. Y'all know we have been in counseling, been almost divorced, all of that. But the good definitely outweighs the bad because I remember when I was single and I remember when I was in you know, um, an abusive relationship. And so I see why this statistic says, you know, statistics prove that people in committed long-term romantic relationships are emotionally happier and healthier. Because at the end of the day, we all need love. And we want to feel that we are loved by someone, oh, yeah. my bad child. We want to feel like we're loved by someone. And we want to be able to give that love. Dean, have you ever been in a situation, I know you've been married for a long time, but have you ever been in a situation where you just, you wanted to love someone, but you didn't have anybody to love? Um. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: definitely. Um you know, just a little deeper inside, you know, me and Justin went through something this past year, last year, and, you know, um, not being around the person who you've been around with forever, and, you know, literally going through exactly what you're talking about very recently. And, you know, um, less than a year, almost a year, but less than a year, Um, and just knowing all the love you give, knowing how you, how you would be loved, knowing when it would happen, or times just just all these playbacks, really. But then it's like you want to love, but you're going through something so intense. Right. And then you know you might find someone, and you think it's love, and it's just it's just so much to wear. Right. Um, the loneliness. Uh, that's why I stress so much loving yourself and knowing yourself and being able to be in your own company and be happy you know I would Mm -hmm. say a a good a good exercise for everyone is to just you know how chill by yourself and Mm. fall in love with yourself and tell yourself talk to yourself as crazy as my sound, you know? But have those deep conversations to so like, girl, I know you did this, but we better and we doing good right now, you know? So just have those uh, pep talks because it's, with, especially with COVID, it's just a lot of alone time. You know, even if you're not with someone or if you are single, I'm sure it's even more alone time you know, being single. So I could only imagine, right? you know, just what everyone is going through.
0: So true. So true. I know we got to get ready to take a break, but when we come back from our break, I want to jump into sabotage and okay. how sometimes it's like, we have good connections around us. We have people that really mean us good, but we sabotage those relationships. Mm. And so we'll be right back guys. Um, you're tuning into uncommon faith. We'll be right back. We're talking about the power of connections and community today. Life is better when you are living on purpose, but many times we get stuck in the rat race and in the mundane task of our
1: day-to-day lives, causing most to lose sight of their purpose. That's why certified life coach, inner healer, and business strategist LaFlower Bowie is here to help you get calibrated to your calling
0: through proven systems, techniques, and resources. Order a copy of her book, Principles to Reposition, to assist you with your journey, or schedule a free clarity session to kickstart
1: the journey. After these sessions, clients have stated they found clarity and Open their eyes to things they had long forgotten. So get social and follow LaFlower on all social media platforms at LaFlower Bowie. And don't forget to mention, Stunner Radio sent you.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Hey guys, welcome back to Uncommon Faith. It's your girl LaFlower rocking with uh, one of our new co-hosts, my sister, Deandra, And so we're excited. Tonight we're talking about a very serious topic. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of soul work out of this when it comes to dealing with the power of connections, because I don't think we um, sometimes we don't value connections as much as we as much as we should. And sometimes we don't evaluate those connections um, as much as we should. But like we said before the break, we were talking about um, sabotage. Right. So a whole relationships require us to have whole thinking, you know, Whole relationships cause us to have whole thinking. You know, we can't bring um, old things that happen from uh, from us into new relationships. Like, I can't charge my new friends with things that people did to me in the past. You know, just because I had people that didn't support me in the past, I can't say, you know what? I know she ain't gonna support me, so I'm not even gonna invite her. Because every girl I run into, you know, I can't say that. So, DeAndre, what do you think about us? The the self sabotage because sometimes it's not the devil, y'all saints. <laughs> not the, sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes the enemy is you. Right, so
1: true. Right. I mean, self sabotage is so real. And then it's like it comes with learning and growing. But you know, it's just being human, and it's just like not making a good decision. But it's just learning from it. But self sabotage is so real.
0: Right, right. Now, what do you think about when it comes to self-sabotage in uh, when it comes to our old wounds, especially old relationships and how we haven't healed from those wounds, but we enter into a new relationship and that new wound impacts our relationship that impacts our connection with this new person?
1: Um, God, just not healing old wounds is, uh, is definitely a setup for failure. You know, um, because we're going to bring it with us. We're going to bring it to the new thing. We're going to always bring it up. It's going to be, well, this happened then. Will it happen now? So I would say definitely try to heal before going into a a new anything. Heal from whatever the event or situation before, like, stepping into something else similar.
0: Right, right. That's so true. I was just thinking that, you know grief is not just when someone passes right right grief and healing has to take place whenever there's a connection that is severed you know whether it's from someone passing whether you know it's uh you know we chose to evaluate the relationship and end it whether you were cheated whatever it was we have to take time to heal and grieve from those relationships you know the old people used to say it takes what A third of the time, y'all help me out in the chat. Is it a third of the time, half of the time, you know, that you were with this person to really, you know, get over that person. It takes time to heal. And so in order for us not to sabotage those new connections, because new connections in your community can bring so much peace, so much joy, so much. But if we don't take time to, like Deandra said, to heal from that other stuff, it could impact us.
1: For sure.
0: All right, all right. Didi, what do you think about offense? When it comes to offense, like, do you think that offense can um, impact your connections? Like when it comes to, um, you know, taking everything personal Mm. in our relationships? How do you think, because I know I'm I'm, I'm super sensitive. If y'all didn't know, I'm gonna say it. I'm super duper sensitive, right? And so it took me a long time, even growing up, when my dad would just speak to me in a stern voice, yes. I would start crying. I'm like, why you gotta talk to me? Like, you know, or if he would just look at me in a certain right. way, I would just start crying. And right. so, you know, and everybody in the family knew flowers super sensitive and things like that. And because I was super sensitive, I took so many things personally and I would internalize so much that it impacted my connections around me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you think about taking things so personally, DeAndre?
1: I think that was kind of both of our faults. I took things so personal, too. But I guess, like I said, I I blew things off so easily or I gave so many chances that to where even if, you know, it did hurt me so quickly or, you know, I was just like, it's okay, you know, and just keep crying because it hurt. But, you know immediately say it's okay you know instead of being in that space of like hey i might be sensitive but i'm hurt right now or what you said hurt but then on the flip side we see how damaging that is and how it could damage all the potential things because sometimes people say things and they really don't know that they have offended or hurt your feelings or something like that because I know I'm just super sensitive. Way sensitive to where I have to be like, hold on now. Right. <laughs> right. I didn't really mean anything. But right, right. you know, so <laughs> be able it's to hard. you know constructive criticism. That's what they call it. You know, just uh, learning how to, I guess any criticism, learning how to take what you need from it and let the rest go, whatever applies.
0: Right, right. Because our minds, when we say our minds playing tricks on us, it really can. Because when we see, when we, and that goes back into that old thing, you know, that that self sabotage with that old baggage or those old wounds. Because somebody else says something like to like this to me in the past, or I've seen something similar. Like this feels, this hurt feels, it feels familiar. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So if something feels familiar, you're going to automatically assume, oh you know, you're going to assume the worst, right? Because that hurt feels familiar. It happened last time
1: this way, so it could happen again,
0: yeah. Right, right. So, But like you said, we got to have those courageous conversations. We got to just say, hey, this is how, did you mean? Because if you mean, if if that's what you mean, you know, I'm
1: there for you. you
0: But if you didn't mean it like that, I need to know so that we can move forward so that this connection won't be damaged.
1: And guess what? um doing that i really truly feel like it helps us um grow individually mm-hmm. when you when you're able to say hey i feel in this kind of way and i really want to fix it i don't want to sit in this in this sad feeling in this horrible feeling or angry mass at how whatever feeling it is that you know doesn't sit right and you're not comfortable with it right. um asking go to you know it's like hey what did you mean because i need to know if i need to do more inner work i need to know if if you kind of said maybe a trigger word and you missed something completely different but i took it as if you were trying to xyz so and i and i feel this way so i think um learning to just ask and head on like hey did you how come I feel this way? Help me get better. Help right, right. me get back to a healthy state of mind.
0: Exactly, and I know even you know in our in our family and in our sister relationships, you know things that you know have happened in the past. They have triggered things, even though we have grown, we have evolved. But when that hurt feels familiar, or someone displays a trait that that triggers, or a word that triggers. You know, I've done it, you've done it, Gina. You know, we've all been like going back to that, um, you know, that and it's like, whoa, I did it. Like, you know what? Like I'm supposed like, to pack up and I'm supposed to go back to my house because <laughs> this feels familiar and I'm about to leave. Right. I don't want to feel the hurt that I felt in the past. And y'all are my family, so I can't go out, I can't just cut y'all off like that, you know, for a long period of time. But it's good that we talk about those things and recognize.
1: I'm here, so I can't just cuss y'all out. So I need to go.
0: Right, but it's like we have to continue to grow and evolve and have those conversations because a lot of times, I know you weren't coming from a bad place, I wasn't coming from a bad place, or we were just making a joke and didn't realize that that was a trigger for each other.
1: Oh yeah.
0: You know, because I realized, like, um, you know, when it comes to you know being a teen mom and stuff like that. I can't be super sensitive about what people say about people who are teen moms are totally irresponsible and da 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 da, just because that's my ex, you know, that they didn't go through what I went through. They don't know my personal story. Right. So sometimes we damage our connections just because someone has a different belief system than we do.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Right. Right. So um, it's definitely key for us to. Like you said, to have those courageous conversations because it's hard.
1: It's, it's hard, hard and it's
0: not to do it, even though we don't have bars. But you know, y'all know what I'm saying.
1: It takes a lot, it, and with everything with COVID, everything going on, we're, it's like the biggest mental mental battles that we're going through. You know, you can't see COVID you know, what we see the aftermath of it. And it's just right. scary when it's like the unknown and you don't know what's coming. You just, you don't know if you're, you're somewhere where it is or touching a surface and, you know, it could just definitely take you on these mental wars, you know, within yourself. So I feel like it's easy for um, anybody, find, find those people who you know you could trust, but don't keep it bottled in. Um, talk you know, get it out get it out to whoever and guess what God is a good listener you know if you don't have anybody he's listening pour it out and like you will be surprised how the next few days the things that you poured out and cried out about that you just don't understand and it's just consuming you too much that relief will just come out of nowhere and it's like wow I just I feel so much better when I feel so low. So within these times, definitely reach out and talk to whoever. And if not, hit up the Lord in prayer.
0: She's like, hit up the Lord. He ain't going nowhere. He is there. Now, um, Didi, before we go into our soul work question for tonight, let's talk about when you know that in in our adult life, um, when... How can I put this? in our adult life, like cutting off connections, like when is a, how often do you evaluate connections with people? It's like how often, cause for me, when I take sabbatical, I'm resting, I'm reflecting and I'm rejuvenating. And I wanna take, I try to take sabbatical. I try to do it every Monday, right? But if I can't go on sabbatical every Monday, then it's at least gonna be, you know, a couple times a month when I'm really reflecting on what's been going on. Well, I'm resting, right? I'm reflecting on what's 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 happened since my last sabbatical, and I'm reflecting on relationships, on work, on marriage, family, but it's really I found out that a lot of my reflection time has been on connections. Mm. You know, it's been a lot of connections. Like, who am I connected to?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Um, and then I rejuvenate. So when when I come out of that sabbatical, rejuvenated. There may be a different mindset that I may have towards some connections or I may need to, you know, work on slowly, you know, cutting that connection off. But for you, how do you do that? How do you um, what's your process when it comes to evaluating and eventually cutting off some connections? Or are you still like the same how you used to be where you just like, done? Uh,
1: definitely not sad. You know, the sister has grown tremendously, Um, and then it's like being an entertainment, being an actress. You, it has helped me more to understand meet a relationship where it is, where whoever it is, whether it's a a spouse, partner, kids, everything. Meet these people where they are. And it's like, you do not give yourself these expectations that don't come true about Mm -hmm. these people you're letting in. So that's big for me. That's good. That's That's big for me. That's big growth for me. And then it's realizing, do not let anyone else alter or change the way you're thinking or or your goals Mm -hmm. or or what it is. Get those people out of your life. Yes. Out of your life, if you got goals and you don't have nobody to tell your goals to to mm. where you know because once you say it out loud it's done you know True. it's like once you if you don't have anybody oh let them people go let them go and it's hard because you feel like those people are the ones who've been there oh but no it, right. it, it's real people who can be around you and pour into you and i learned one or two people pouring into you is so much better than a lot of people around you. that uh, that's, it's, that's pointless, you know? So meet your relationships where they are, give the energy that deserves to be given and let them let them go. If life is really, really short, seems like these days to where if you want to accomplish things and get going and be positive, uh, find those people.
0: You want to make the most out of of every connection, guys. You want to make the most out of every connection. I love how you said, Dean, just leave the connection where it's at. Leave the relationship. Meet that person wherever they're going to meet you you at. Because you said earlier in the show, people are going to show themselves to you. And so it's important for us to not put false expectations on pseudo relationships. Um, What does pseudo mean? Pseudo means false, right? So if you have you can call somebody your best friend if they not <laughs> if they not giving you best friend vibes, right? If they're not um, if they like don't, if
1: struggling, if you if you if you're in your kids hungry for dinner and you know that they've been uh talking about all this money they got or bonus that they got. I mean it's just it doesn't have to be that situation, but I'm just saying people who care about you show you. It, right, right. It's showing, allow people to show you and don't just you know allow people in because you think they'll benefit you because they'll drain you and, you're they're right. and they're like, I thought I was using you. And it's like, no, you were being used the whole time.
0: Wow. Checkmate. Right. <laughs> Checkmate. Um, But you're right. So, and you just brought up another thing that I didn't even think of as you know, in thinking about connections is like, I think sometimes we mess ourselves up when we put titles on connections. Yes. When we have to make things officially this, so you officially my best friend, or you officially my boo, we officially this, we officially part. Yes. It's like sometimes just let the relationship grow organically, and then see what it grows into, and then and then categorize it or put a title on it.
1: Yes,
0: you do that prematurely, you can give somebody access into your inner court who not ready to be in your inner court. Mm. They not ready. But I love this quote by Mother Teresa and I read it a couple of weeks ago, but I think it still applies for, you know, our session tonight on connections. It says, if you are humble, if you are humble, nothing will touch you, neither praise nor disgrace because you know who you, you know um, what you are. That's Mother Teresa. If you are humble, nothing will touch you, neither praise nor disgrace because you know what you are. And so I that's the same thing you know, as relationships, right? It's like, we know who we are. I love that. It's key. It's key. And I think that that's a good anchor or a good, a good um, stake to stand on when it comes to these connections. When it comes to knowing who to cut off, when to cut off, putting expectations on relationships, right? Right. And all of those things. I love it. I love it. I love it. So tonight's soul work, you know, we just want everyone to evaluate. Like, Go back and look over your relationships, over your connections for the last 12 months. Yeah. And see if there's, you know, just evaluate. This is just, it's not going to be a really question. It's really, want you to go back and evaluate your connections. Did you cut anybody off?
1: Including yourself. Including yourself. I feel like that's a key relationship. You know, we we worry about a lot of relationships, but that um that self-relationship, because I'm telling you, I didn't really start progressing and growing until I built my relationship up with myself. And you know, it took so long, it took me to almost lose my life to really sit down and say, Hey girl, you know, it's been a long time since we sat down and talked to each other and said what it is that we want to accomplish you know i'm i'm trying to see the world i'm just trying to travel there's so many things that that i personally want to do and just always keep that relationship with self too you know that's a right right self on the list too
0: that's so important because you want to evaluate your relationship with yourself and how are you showing up in other people's inner court yes right it's like because for the friends for the friends and for the family for the people that are in my inner court i want to show up for them like i want to be that you know i want to be that person that rider for them for the people that i'm in their inner court and i pray that they do the same thing for me right but thing is you you can't be in everybody's inner court no right and everybody can't be in your inner court when it comes to your connections and so just take time this week to really think about and evaluate your connections. Because it's, ooh.
1: It, re- it reminds me of, like, the whole Kelly Price situation that kind of went down this past week.
0: What happened?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kelly. Kelly Price, I'm so glad you're safe, girl. But, um, so, Kelly, like said a while ago, like a month or so ago that she had COVID and she kind of asked everyone for her prayers. And then just recently her sister came and said, hey, I haven't heard from my sister. She's been checked out of the hospital. Where's my sister? And then the lawyer came and said, Kelly's safe. You know, it's everything's all good. Then the sister comes back and says, until I see my sister, I don't don't care what you say. I want to see my sister. And then Kelly, came and said i'm alive and i'm well and i haven't talked to my sister in over a year so it just shows like that con- their connection and i brought that up to say how the connection between them was so off. And I'm wow. sure there's so many different things going. I know she said they hadn't spoke since their mother's funeral. So, and which was- I mean, like, but did they text?
0: I mean, was the other was sister- you know, I,
1: you know, Kelly made it really seem like she hadn't been in touch with her sister. And uh, and it seemed like the sister in the beginning was so very concerned, like, you know, where's my sister? At? So, you, you know, it, it, just, it just came up in my mind, I, like, wow. I'm so grateful for my sisters. I'm so grateful for the connection because there's so many siblings, uh, parents, and, and children. Just so many different things to where that relationship is broken, and it was just a prime example of just not being, not communicating, or losing losing the connection, especially right. behind the scene, and it showed in front of everybody. So. Wow. You know, I'm just
0: so she didn't go miss it.
1: She she's been recovering from COVID. You know, um, I I thank God I have I believe I had COVID in the very very beginning, before we even knew what COVID was. We were doing um, it was like uh, my last theater show, uh, with Vincent before uh. COVID happened and we just were, oh, we, I just felt so bad. And I knew it was something more than just a cold, but, um, throughout this pandemic since it's been announced that it's been COVID, you know, I haven't had to go through it, but I know like the recovery, the, the long lasting effects of it, all these different things. So I'm sure she's just been in recovery mode, you know, and she says, she flatlined, she says she was gone. Wow. Came back. So that within itself lets me know that she's just been in recovery mode. And I don't know if the sister just went to media instead or if Kelly just wasn't answering her texts or calls. I don't know. All we know is kind of what they put out there and they give us. Right, right. Yeah.
0: So that was a great example of, you know, how we do have to evaluate our connections and know if someone is in our inner court and know if we're in their inner court. Like, how are we showing up, you know, for other people? Um, right. Because when stuff happens like that, you want to know that you got people in your inner court. You want to know that you got people in your inner circle who are there for you. And the people who are in your circle, it's like they should know or they will know. OK, let me give her some time. Let me or let me be there. Like, you know, we're going to pull up if, if right. you know, if something ain't right. Or we just I just let me see you and I'm yeah. good. Right. Just let me see. Let me lay my eyes on you. Then I'm going to let you finish healing and, and recovering and all of that, right. you know. But that that was a really good example, and I'm, I'm sorry they're yeah, going through. Yeah,
1: it it's just something that broke out and like, whoa, what's going on? So, yeah, that's a good example of just knowing and not losing the connection.
0: Right, right, because you can't do that. You can't do that, especially when <laughs> – um, and I think it's harder because you're in the entertainment industry. So I think it's harder when you have, um, you know, a certain celebrity or a certain level of success to evaluate who's in your inner court. Oh man! I
1: mean, like you know how they say, a one, that one. I truly feel, and I'm not saying like, because I can see how people, God will put people in your life, do not get me wrong. I'm not saying like eventually people can come in and be a blessing, which I truly believe they will. But I would say that guard, that radar, that wall should be definitely up high until they prove themselves. And I believe that's through actions. It takes a lot to get up, to even send that text message or that call to go get up, get dressed and go check on somebody or to show them that you care. It takes energy. And that's when, you know, it's real. When right.
0: Right. Right. Cause you want to, especially when you have those successful people in your lives, when you have those people who have reached a certain level of celebrity or, you know, a certain level of success, you want them to know like, Hey, I'm really rocking with you. Right. Like no matter what, like, for example, I was, um, are part of this um this uh purpose position for your purpose um virtually been over the weekend and one of the ladies extremely successful um you know multimillionaire in um in the um, health and beauty you know arena and she was just saying that um you know she had i believe it was a family member who reached out to her and you know she had asked her for some money um and this young lady, the the uh, keynote speaker, she um has a lot of natural hair products. And she um she asked the family member who called her for the money. She was like, just sure, just do me one favor. She's like, just do one thing for me. She's like, check up under your sink and let me know, tell me what shampoos you have under there. And so the young lady goes and she's like, Yeah, I got dark and lovely, I got creepy nature, I got, she was like. Well, in that case, I need to I need you to call them and ask them for come on. And she was like, well, she's like, because you don't have my products. And the family member was like, well, I ask you to send me some. Not support.
1: Not I want to support you, but send me some.
0: Right. So that's another indicator as we're evaluating our connections this week. Who is really supporting you? Who is really rocking with you? Because like my uncle, Lord rest his soul. But he knew he was a watermelon man, right? But he knew every time I pulled up to get to, to to get some watermelons from him, I'm paying you. Like I'm I'm supporting you in your business. Now he gonna give me a little extra on top. He's gonna give
1: go- me a free one. <laughs> but it's just paying for it. You know? Right. It's letting
0: you know I support you. I'm not coming over here to 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 just withdraw, I'm depositing into yeah, our relationship. I
1: really feel like as, as a community, as uh, Black people, that is a great way to show that you are just supporting someone who you know has had a hundred hurdles to jump over to get their business going in the first place. Right. You know, it's so many roadblocks for us. In general, so it's like, wow, I know you did a lot to get to this point. I would love to support you. Exactly. You know, one one lady by uh Juicy Craft down the street, she's selling cupcakes out of her trunk, and it was a black, it was a black woman. And I was like, come on, y'all, let's go get some cupcakes. You know, we gotta support, you know, we're gonna put this good energy. Sis cupcakes was twenty dollars, okay? 20. So I said, I know they were good. I said, Whew. So, you know, she had great flavors. Like, uh, oh, it was $20 a butter, week. All these different things. And it's like, uh, uh, we gave her, we got two cupcakes, you know, okay. we split them. week.
0: Uh, we have like, some
1: CCD in the cupcakes? <laughs> there wasn't nothing in there. But it was just to show my girls, I could have easily been like, I ain't paying $20 for a cupcake. Like, right, right. not. But I wanted to show my girls, like, look, when well, we support each other, we thrive. I was like, follow her on Instagram and just see eventually she might have a cupcake shop we can drive to. You yeah. know, so you just never know. You want to see, you want to just see
0: people flourish. Those connections. Those are those connections. Yes. And that's one of the things that we do so that we can get closer into someone's inner court. Yes. You know, we serve, we give, we support financially with our time and things like that if you really rock it with somebody let let the people who you rocking with let them know that you truly support them right right right. well awesome 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 I how you feeling you feeling we had a great show tonight great show i'm
1: so excited i'm so hyped you know um we gonna be bringing wine time we gonna have we got some fun stuff i didn't even yes. tell story. i didn't even tell flower about one time yet but I'm just saying now, you know, we're gonna have some really cool things. Coming. I gotta bring my
0: wine to Tuesday nights, like I do on Sunday nights.
1: Yes, yes. So thanks again to Regina in her absence and Silla Flower for welcoming me. Um, you know, to the show to. Just bring my view and my aspect and my point. I'm so appreciative, and I can't wait for next Tuesday.
0: I know it's going to be awesome. Part two, we're going <laughs> to continue our conversation yes, so you know. the danger zone and no man's land next week on Uncommon Faith, y'all. So we're bring your wine, bring it. your I'm Bibles, to say. bring your wine, bring your Bibles, bring your word. We're going to break bread. As we talk about the danger zone, yes, going into no and venturing off into no man's land. Part two coming up next week. (laughs) All right, guys, Uh, we love you. We love you. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Good (laughs) night.